Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Oscar Andrade. This is The Shift. I got a special episode for you guys today. Today, I got special guest, Gabriel Bolanos. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about Gabriel's uh, journey to success, uh, his journey in creating the legacy real estate family, legacy real estate brand, and legacy real estate environment. So we're going to do a deep dive on where Gabriel came from, uh, what he learned uh, coming up, uh, coming up, and uh, how he built his uh, his real estate company. So where it is now, uh, where he wanted to be in the future, and just how the culture really is. Uh, within his brokerage uh, and his team. So uh, without further ado, uh, let's begin the show. Hope you guys enjoy this. If you guys have not subscribed to the podcast, please hit subscribe. Uh, leave a comment. Uh, let me know what you guys think about this podcast and I hope you guys enjoy it. Okay. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, this is Oscar Andrade. This is The Shift, where I go over business, fitness, and travel. So today, like I said, I have special guest Gabriel Bolanos here with me. Uh, Gabriel, I know Gabriel uh, because I work with him uh, here at the Legacy Team, with the Legacy Team. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of want to know Gabriel's story in reality. I, I kind of want to hear where he came from. Um, how the whole legacy team started and what's so different uh, with his team as opposed to other teams and, you know, just get the nitty gritty, right? Nitty gritty. Nitty gritty. Right. So am, welcome, I, am I, am I your bro. first, second? Oh, thank you, man. Thanks for having me again. Am I your, your first, second time guest or your first, second time? Yeah, you are yeah. my first, second time. Yeah. So if you guys <laughs> haven't heard the uh, How to Take a Punch, man, you guys need to go back and listen to How to Take a Punch. I've taken uh, Mm-hmm. We both take it. We both take right? it. I, I, sure. I, I, that was a bad week for me, man. Yeah, that was a bad. That, that was my way of releasing that yeah. bad week, dude. But it was good, man. It was a good golden nugget right there. Yeah. Uh, definitely good lesson learned. A lot to work with. Uh, that's what the, the the punches, right? That's what the. I mean, you guys can go watch it, but it, that's what it was about. That we take the punches and how you look at them that makes a difference. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you know what's crazy? What happened after that was uh, uh, I actually got. Another escrow in right after. <laughs> you go. Sometimes you just need to release, bro. Like you're, you're feeling it. You talk to somebody, release. We talk about it here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, to kind of segue to the whole team. But that, that's one of the difference oh, is sure. that uh, in the environment that we do our best to promote and create in the office is uh, that of uh, that uh, is just uh, holistic where you come as you are, whether you're happy, elated, upset, sad, uh, but sure. coming on in and working with that and using that as a, as a way to, to kind of level up. Oh yeah, definitely. I definitely level up on that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, enough of that. You guys need to check out that show. Yeah. How to take yeah. a punch. Check it out on the shift. Uh, so let's get to it. Just really quick, Gabriel, for everyone to know who you are. Um, let's start with the beginning. Yeah. Back in the past, who's Gabriel yeah. as a kid? Who's Gabriel as a kid? <laughs> I'm gonna go way back. I want to go way back. Then. <laughs> then. I love a little um, kid. Uh, so who, wow. Um, so where'd born, you grow up at? Born, born in LA, East LA. Okay. Uh, my first, the first part of my life was in LA, uh, slowly made my way East. My family made their way East. Um, uh, at Bell, 
And then from Bell went to Downey. Uh, most okay. of my teen teens I was in Downey. Downey. I actually graduated from from Downey High. Oh really? Right yeah. Firestone. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, cool. So Downey cool. got uh, from Downey High. Uh, How were you? Were you a good kid? Like as far as like grades and all that? Or? Yeah, I was a good kid. I, I mean, we got into I think. Um, how would you put it into some trouble, but it was kind of innocent trouble, if you will, okay. you know, with, with the friends, uh, ran track, cross country, played soccer, you know, okay, like typical cool. Hispanic, you know, yeah, growing up with the, yeah, exactly. With the, with a bunch of friends. Um, we, we weren't my family. We weren't crazy poor. Right? Okay. Uh, but we also weren't crazy well off. Lower middle class for okay. sure. Okay. Uh, but learned a lot because of it. And I bring that up because during high school, I knew in my heart that uh, if I wanted to go to college, which we thought that was the next step, mm-hmm. uh, I was going to come out of my own pocket. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, and at that time, and, I, and I, I I tend to do things on my own. I'm not saying it's a good thing, but never did I look into any grants or scholarships or any, anything like that. So in my mind, it's like if I was going to go to college. because you didn't know about it? Or? I didn't know about okay. it. And being a first-generation Mexican-American, okay. my parents did the best that they could with what they had. I mean, they didn't know no, kind sure. of point me in the right direction. And I was very close off as far as talking to counselors or any people. I don't know why, uh, but that's that's kind of how I was uh, during my high school years. I think that's just like the culture in Hispanic community itself. Yeah. Like, I never asked any questions. I think yeah. it was just too prideful in a way where yeah. it's like, I'll figure it out. Yeah. Or I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that, maybe. That, yeah, I think there's a little bit of that. And also the fact that we just... Like, I grew up really respecting authority. And yeah, I just... It sounds bad, but kind of... To authority, I spoke when spoken to kind of thing, and mm-hmm. I kept to myself and didn't want to cause any waves and that kind of thing. And I was more of a introvert. I mean, I think I still am more. In, I tend to be more introverted than extroverted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, during high school, I hooked uh, not hooked up, but I was the same friends. Uh, I have a buddy of mine, two buddies of mine. Uh, we decided that we're going to sign up to the Air Force. Okay. So uh, we said, okay. So after high school, we're gonna we're gonna go go to the Air Force. I, uh, all three of us went, signed up, went through recruiting office, signed up the Air Force, went through MEPS, and okay. I got disqualified because I had a hernia. No way. Yeah, yeah. So I couldn't move forward. I remember I was, I was so bummed because we, we, we kicked ass in the ASVAB and, and made it that far. Gotcha. Went to MEPS and during the physical uh, examination, uh, I, I, they, they found a, a hernia. And I knew I had something. I just didn't know what it was. Again, I didn't yeah. speak up. I didn't yeah. speak out. I'm like, ah, it's tolerable. I'm yeah. fine. But uh, so I got disqualified from moving forward and going into the Air Force. Wow. And I remember sitting there super bummed out because both of my friends made it through. Yeah. So I'm like, damn, I'm going to be left out. Yeah. And I remember one of the, uh, an officer, she says to me, she's like, he's like, hey, she says, hey, don't, don't worry about it. You're going to be fine. Get it fixed and come on back. It's just the United States doesn't want to pay for your surgery. For sure. Had we found this after you're in, then, you know, they would pay for it, but they just don't want to pay for it. So get it fixed and come back. Okay. Um, at the time, um, uh, I, I, I thought that I was going to go get it fixed and come back. Okay. Well, that didn't happen. I ended up going to uh, uh, community college, again, knowing that um, I was going to pay, in my mind, myself. So yeah. I went to Cerritos College. Okay. Cerritos. So oh, would, right there, right there. In Norway. In Norway. 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 Okay, cool. Uh-huh. Alondra, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I went to Cerritos College. Uh, it was there a little longer than, than I thought I was going to be because I was also working, at the time, part-time with CompUSA. Way back then. What the heck is CompUSA? It, it's like, uh, how can I put it? Like a, um, I don't think it's still around. Like a, no, no. They, 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 that's a part of the story, too. No, they closed down in 07. Oh, in, in, in 07. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In 2007, it, it closed off, closed down. 
But uh, I was with CompUSA back then. My thought was that I was going to go to a community college, get my AA, transfer to a four-year, okay. do my last two years, and pursue um, uh, criminal, criminal justice. I okay. wanted to be a detective. Okay. I wanted to work for the Sheriff's Department, believe it or not. Um, so I did that. I actually got my, my AA in criminal justice and in general, in general, my general ed um, in Cerritos and went to Long Beach. Okay. So, yeah, so finished off in Long Beach. I was in the seven-year plan. It took me a minute. Okay. Uh, but um, I think we're both in the <laughs> and, and the reason for it too is because like I was working part time, going to school full time, full time, yeah. and then eventually it became working full time, going to school full time, okay. and then later it switched over going to work full time plus school part time. Uh, just because you start making a little bit of money, I, I had never really made money before. Gotcha. You know. Um, uh, well, I, I during high school I did. I, I worked actually my very first job was KFC, so I worked for KFC, KFC. for a while. Yeah, man, and and I remember that was the first time I experienced falling asleep at the wheel. Oh shoot! Like parked at the oh, red light. Just worked so much, right? Yeah, man, because I was doing uh, track cross country, so I wake up early, train, come home, get ready for school, go to school. Okay. You know, and then after school, train. Okay. Train and then get go home, get ready for work, go to work, come home, do homework, whatever I had to do, and yeah. do it all over again. So. A little bit of that, a few days of that, a few weeks of that, and it, caught, it would catch up, you know. Yeah. But uh, I remember that was the first time that I made my own uh, my own money. I remember my very first paycheck. And I don't, I'm going to date myself, but I don't even know. If, I, actually, before your time, the very first thing that I bought with my paycheck was a pair of Nike Moabs. Look it up, bro. Yeah, my Nike Moabs. They were weird-looking shoes, but that's the reason I like them because I'm like, yeah, yeah. people are going to see, like, what are those? Leave a comment if you guys have some Nike Moabs. <laughs> Nike Moabs back in the day because up to that point, it was either hand-me-downs or or uh, P, uh, PWs, kind of the pro wings from Payless. That, that's the shoes that I used to sport. But um, but then you fast-forward now to, to college and then being in CompUSA, graduating. Um, and at that point, my uh, girlfriend at the time – uh, says to me, she's like, man, you're making pretty good money. Do you still want to pursue this whole sheriff's thing? Because I was going through background yeah, and everything. Yeah. And um, kind of knowing that we were going to get married, gotcha. uh, we, I thought, you know what, maybe maybe she's right. Maybe I'll put it on pause. So I put that whole background on pause and just continue working at Compu to say. So this okay. is back in 97, bro, 96, 97. Uh, and um, so I stopped that. I kept you know, I was at the CompUSA. I gotcha. kind of grew through the ranks. I remember at that time, uh, my store manager, at the time I would see him. And it's back, it's completely different uh, time that's the way retail is now. But yeah. back then, I remember seeing my manager. He'd come in in the morning with a cup of coffee. You know, he'd walk his floor, take notes of what needed to be done and just assign stuff to people. And then he'd just go in his office and chill. I remember thinking, I'm like, man, I can do that. Yeah. I'm going to do that. So, so what do you think, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So that was in my mind. You know what? I'm going to move up ranks. I'm going to be a, I want to do a, be a store manager and then go to the district level. That's what I'm going to do. So I started off in the back, you know, as a like box boy. Oh, okay, okay. I and I remember, yeah, I remember that uh, loss prevention guy at the time gave me some advice that I took a literal, which, by the way, is friends with Tim Galley. No way. Yes, crazy. Uh, so back then he tells me, uh, no, uh, he he made a comment to me, but the advice came from my store manager. I'm sorry. He okay. says to me, he's like, Gabriel, he's like, just know that you should always dress for the job you want. He said job, the job yeah. you want, yeah. not the job you have. Got you. I took it literal. So I'm in the yeah. back box boy, right? So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to 
started dressing super clean. So I, we wore jeans and a t-shirt, but always tucked in. Yeah, my belt always yeah. matched my shoes. Always like I press and iron. When yeah. other bouts we were coming, I'll call sloppy and shorts and stuff. Mm-hmm. I never did. And the Los Angeles guy told me, he said, man, you're, you're probably the best dress, you know, receiver back here. Mm-hmm. And I, that dude, that in my mind, I was like, dude, that's such a compliment. Mm-hmm. Not ego, but more so like, okay, they're seeing me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So long story short, I went from there, went to the floor, started doing sales, went to middle management, then assistant management. That's when I actually came to Ranch Pagamang. And this was already now, years in, this was, I worked at the regional level with the district manager or the regional manager. And then in 04, they opened up a store in Rancho Comanga, okay. which is Total Wine right now. That used to be a Compu USA. Total Wine. Oh, that, that was Compu USA, that was, right? That's okay. the reason why I moved to Rancho Comanga. I need to go to Total Wine. Yeah, Total Wine, yeah. So at that time, uh, married already. Got you. I got married uh, in 02. This is 04 now. Okay. Uh, what's crazy is that at the time, um, we had set goals for ourselves that you uh, and my wife. No, or this is pre-Myra. Oh, this, yeah, I'm, I'm, this is way back. You oh, took me way back. So, yeah. So we said, okay, we're going to live in this apartment for, for two years. And then after these two years, we're going to we're gonna move. Uh, we're going to buy our own home and move. Mm-hmm. So we did that. And everything was happening like clockwork, bro. It was like every plan was like check, check, check. Mm-hmm. 2004 was two years almost to the day from us being in the apartment where I live in Santa Fe Springs. Mm. Uh, and then we bought over here in Rancho Comanda because oh, gotcha. came over here. So we said, we're going to yeah. over there. Uh, this was 04. Uh, Myrna is uh, the name of my first my first wife. And um, she's always, I we knew she always had a, a bit of a, a heart problem. Like a, oh, a gotcha. murmur, right? Uh, but we never, I mean, we go to the doctor. The doctor says, everything's fine. You're going to be fine. It's just yeah. a certain things. So you want to believe it. They're, they're, they're freaking sure. doctors. So we came up here, and I don't know if it was the elevation or anything, but she kind of took a, a turn for the worse. And this was, uh, we moved over here October 04. She got ill December 04. Oh, wow. Yeah. And went in and out of the, do- the doctors uh, from December. In January 26th of 2005, I still remember, is when she collapsed. She fainted uh, because um, the medication that I had given her sped up, sped up her heart way too, heart rate too high. Oh, wow. She actually fainted. Uh, they call me from work. I rush home, take her to the hospital. Here, San Antonio, in Upland. That's where I was born. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I was born. In, in yeah. that hospital there. And long story short, they basically released us today. There's nothing we could do for you. You should, you know, kind of like prepare kind of for the worst kind of thing. Because got you, got it's, you. It's, it's a, uh, she got diagnosed with pulmonary hypertension. Oh, wow. So that's when the battle be- began between myself, our primary physician, and a specialist because I was, uh, it was HMO. So I had oh, to be, be staying in the whole other story, how to stay in the network, all that stuff. So. In March 20th of 05, she actually passes away. Oh. She passed away. Sorry, uh, sorry about that, man. Yeah, no, no, no. I uh, appreciate you saying that. But it's a big reason of why I do what I do now. Gotcha. They say that there's certain things that happen in our lives that kind of like shake us up and for you to really get aligned for what your purpose is, whether it's a, a death. Whether it's something tragic when you get sick and you yeah. come out of it or somebody close to you or something traumatic happens that when you really kind of slaps you into kind of what, what your purpose is. And I remember making a, 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 a intentional, a literal decision that, you know what, at this point, like what, because I thought it was done, yeah. you know? So I, I said to myself, you know what, I, I'm just going to go out and just just help others accomplish what they want to accomplish as as silly as romanticization or whatever that's a word yeah. that sounds romanticizing we'll make it a word today yeah make it a word today that that's what i said to myself that's yeah. what I said. so i went back to the store uh, before april was done 
I went back to work. I remember my boss at the time, which is an absolute gentleman. He says, he's like, man, is you going to come back? Don't you want to take some time? I said, no, what the hell am I going to do at home? Yeah. You know? But throughout the whole process, I didn't, I stopped working from January 26th until she passed until that April. And what he says to me, he said, uh, he's like, as far as I'm concerned, you are a store manager. A be- they, they probably, I'm probably aware of this term, like a bench store manager. Uh-huh. So you're, you're a store manager. Yeah. You're, not even, you're getting paid the same. Nothing changes. That's it. So he took care of me so much that way that when, when every, what happened happened, um, fast forward, I said, hey, man, whatever you need from me. I'm there. Yeah, for sure. So, <laughs> Compus had a lot of stores at the time, at least locally. So, I got sent to, oh my God, it's somewhere Orange County. Uh, I'm losing the, the store, but it was far, bro. It was so far. Yeah. Where was it? It'll come to me. But anyway, uh, one day he came to visit. He's like, man, you're driving way too much. I'm going to switch you. Then he switched me to Montclair. And from Montclair, I went to City of Industry, City, okay. uh, which now is Forever 21. That used to be a company. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so that that was I ran that store for a while. And what it ended up being is me fixing red stores. What's so red store? Red store at the time was high shrink, low sales, oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. or maybe turnover was a, was a little high, and they needed some they needed some sort of help. So that's what I started doing, and I really started connecting with people and seeing that you don't you can never manage people. You manage process and system. You inspire people. Like that's the gotcha. goal. So a lot of people say I'm going to manage. I never like that term manager because I don't manage people. Yeah, I, yeah. I just relate and do my best to understand and listen and inspire. Processes, 100%. You manage sure. process and system. Sure. So that's, that's what you have control over, right? Yeah, that's what you have control over. So I know I'm making this a little long-winded. So time goes, uh, time continues. You know, I go from state of industry uh, back to, actually, I get sent to Marietta. And that's where I meet Myra. This is years later. Oh, wow. This is already in 06, end of 06, 07. Okay. That's where I met her. Um, um, we didn't date or anything really, but that's where I met my yeah, yeah, yeah. Myra. For all you guys that out there, that's my current wife. Got it. Uh, so once they closed that door, the, the, the store down in 07, which was, that's, that was a huge thing for me as well, because honestly, I was so comfortable there because I was a subject matter expert because I had been there over 10 years practically. Yeah. That honestly, had it not closed, I'd still be there. Yeah, because I was just moving up the ranks, kind of thing. You so, know? so when it did close, like, how did that like affect you emotionally? Did you feel like, dang, this is like life going bad again, or or what was it? Yeah, I, the opposite, actually. It was, it was after, and this is this is gonna sound very uh, maybe morbid, okay. But after Myrna's death, my mentality was there's nothing else I can go through that hurt me as much as yeah, this. Yeah, for sure. So this. Ain't no thing. That, that's yeah. honestly what I thought. Uh, my concern was the people. Because there were some people that had been, I had been there 10 years. There's some people that really had tenure that this was their only job. So you're oh, closing wow. down the store. So, man, they were just tore, tore up, you know, crying. What are we going to do? That kind of thing. I remember the announcement when we were on a conference call and they told us that uh, they were going to close. They had to close some stores down. And then we figured that, I figured, that as long as you were profitable, that they were going to leave us open. Yeah. Uh, so we were profitable. Like I, I was blessed that to have some just good people and we were just, we were kicking butt. And uh, what ended up happening is they made a decision to just close all the stores down. Oh, so wow. when they announced it in a conference call, they basically said, you know what, let your people know at the end of the day kind of thing, at the end of the shift, man. And I'm in the, I'm in an office, the winter, I'm looking out and they're, they're like, your team members like kicking ass, you know, walking around working. And man, that weighed heavy on me. More oh, so on them, sure. like, man. So what I did is I called my managers and I let them, I let them know first and said, look, this is what happened. One of them broke down. She's like, she's like, oh, I don't remember. Um, uh, now I forgot her. Joanne, Joanne, maybe I think it was her name. But anyway, um, she broke, she breaks down. 
and uh, and I said it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be fine. Don't worry. Yeah. We, we're we're just gonna move forward, and we're gonna follow that process that we have with the new the liquidator. Because the liquidator is gonna come in. We're gonna, it's okay. gonna be fine. So don't worry. You know, you guys will find better careers, better gigs, whatever. She says, you don't understand. This is this was my very first interview, my very first job, like 15, 16 years oh. ago. Wow. So it was crazy to be like that. That the simple thing about interviewing. People didn't, yeah. didn't necessarily know how to, are, how to interview, yeah. how to bring yourself, or how to really present yourself in a five, 10 minute conversation with somebody to inspire them to hire you. So it was yeah. a big deal. So uh, what, what I told them is that, look, they they asked us to wait till the end of the day to let everybody know. So what we're gonna do right now is that we're gonna lock the doors, you know, ring out all the client customers that are in here, let them out, and then we're gonna talk to everybody. So I did that out of respect for everybody. So everybody, a lot of the people were like, oh, my God, what are we going to do now? And at that point in my mind, it's like, okay, it doesn't matter what the name on the outside the store is. Uh, it's about us. And we're just going to do the best that we can to continue working and giving them hours, if you will. So it was so funny because I would move things around from Oh, for sure. Uh, just give assignments to keep people busy. Yeah. You know, and then what we did is the management, we created flyers and stuff and presented it to other businesses locally. I went to other businesses locally and said, hey, listen, we're closing down. I have amazing team members. I'll vouch for them if you're looking to hire. Wow. So I helped people yeah. get some jobs, including Myra. I got her a job at Party City, whatever it was. I helped her with that, gave that connection among other team members. Gotcha. Because again, it was, uh, it was about the people. For sure. Going back to Mernazef, that's in my mind, it was about the people. The reason for the t-shirt, because people for matter. Sure. It's about yeah. the people. So you fast forward after that, I ended up going to La Curacao for a little bit. Okay. Did not like it at all. Yeah. And what's going to sound crazy, it's because they were not about the people. They would exploit our people. Not yeah. only the workers that were didn't necessarily have papers that shouldn't be working, so they knew they had nowhere else to go, so they would overwork them oh for sure but also the customer that would come in with the credit card it was just ugly oh i didn't like it so i bounced uh and then went to toys r us and then oh, that gotcha. was in oh eight probably i think it was but that my best summer actually was oh seven at up to that point uh i i didn't work i've always been pretty good with my money so i did nothing but work on myself and uh, go back to running. I'd stop running. Mm -hmm. So I started running. So I've gotten in like, really good shape, you know. Uh, so it was just a really good, a really good summer. But anyway, then I started at, at Toys R Us. Time progresses. A, a couple of years into it because um, I ran the Monrovia store. That's where I met Rick. Oh, okay. Rick used to Dang. be my, my okay. assistant manager at Monrovia. All the way in Monrovia. All the way in Monrovia, bro. Wow. Yeah, and what's crazy, and I'll tell him, he's like, nah, bro, it's not you. I said, you didn't like me when he first met me. Yeah. He's like, nah, that's not that I didn't like you. But he got skipped over, that's why. Oh, so this, a, this is little short Mexican compared to this yeah, tall, just like yeah, imposing yeah. white guy. And I, 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 they give me the store over him. But dude, we became just an amazing team. Like that store kicked ass. Yeah. I then got promoted a few years later. I, I went from store to store, training through the stores. Kind of no, it's kind of um, training on new processes and procedures. Okay, gotcha. I then get promoted to Redland Store, which is a super side-by-side, -side, kind of fast-forwarding here. Uh, this was years later, and then while I was running that store, um, uh, that Myra walks in because she was going to Cal State San Bernardino. Oh, okay, And okay. that's when we kind of met again, okay. and that's when yeah. we started talking. So I'm going to tell you guys yeah. cross paths before you guys finally started going out. Three? That, that was the third time? 
That's yeah. funny. That, that, uh, that's exactly. I know. I should hate this, but yeah. it's the same thing with me and my wife. Yeah, we had to see each other three times before. before we yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's crazy, man. And just like it, just stuff is not in the line for sure. Um, so I won't make it too much longer. But then um, after a while, there was a lot of changes going on. And then when I decided to make the move from retail over to to real estate, it wasn't even to real estate. Actually, I just wanted out of retail, more so the scheduling. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, truth be known, I was looking for a third just third-party logistics company where like a cross-stop mm-hmm. where I could work the early shift and be done because at that point now I'm married um, again and then have uh, Elias mm-hmm. her son. and things were working but I started making the same mistake where I was spending more time at work than at home oh god you first time, so that scared the shit out of me yeah. so I was like you know, I'm not making that same mistake twice yeah, I gotta sure. do something so something like hit you just like hey, yeah. you're going down the same rabbit hole that you did before or exactly whatever. Yeah, who you. gets another opportunity to like uh, run, run it back you know yeah. so uh, ended up bouncing um, Myra was actually the one that reminded me and said like hey didn't Myrna tell you that you'd be good at real estate back in the day maybe you should do that like, yeah you know what maybe we should so yeah. her and I went to the classes together, and then that's when we got our, uh, our real estate license. Cool. Uh, so that was in 2000, uh, I think it stopped. In 2010, 2011, because my first year of real estate was 2012. That was your first official year. First official year. And I'll tell you what, when I first joined real estate, in my mind, I knew I was going to have a team. I wanted a team. Yeah. Because I wanted that interaction with people. I enjoyed sure. it so much from that. And that's the whole reason yeah. why uh, the team, the whole reason now with the coaching outside of the office and the, the not even, I don't even like saying coaching, the mentoring, kind of like just yeah. sharing your life to people and then, and, and kind of uh, uh, mentoring through, mentoring them through things. Uh, but in 2013, that's when I incorporated Legacy Real Estate Group. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, and it was by, against the advice of my uh, broker at the time. Because uh, he wanted me or he believed that you should market yourself. And I understand that concept. You market yourself in real estate. Uh, but I wanted to build something that was bigger than myself. You saw something bigger already where yeah. it's like, hey, I can market myself. But then it's going to – then I had to remarket this bigger group that I, you had this vision on. Right, right. Right. So the, out there somewhere – I mean my very, my first corporation was Dreams to Reality or is Dreams to Reality, which now I use it differently, but Dreams to Reality. Uh, and then under that, it was the Wolanias group. Oh, because okay. that's, that's, that's what I was advised to do. But I'm sitting with Francisco. At that point, I already know Francisco. I met Francisco and I would share with him. I said, well, I don't know about this like main team thing. Everybody's doing that. And I said, how do you really, I think it's, it's going to be better or more inspiring or impactful to people if the name means something more than just my name. I'm proud of my name. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, for sure. I said, but, but I didn't choose it. Yeah. You know, it's just like it was given to me. And I'm proud of it. But I want something that I select and I choose because it means something. So went back and forth uh, with my partner at the time, and we didn't know what we were going to name it. And uh, one day I was reading. I forgot I was reading, and it just dawned on me, Legacy. I said, Legacy. I said, I like that Legacy. So I called my buddy up, and I said, hey, listen, what about Legacy? Man, I like it. What, what, Legacy Real Estate. Legacy yeah. Real Estate Group. So that's, that was in 2013. I opened another corporation, mm-hmm. uh, Legacy Homes Group, DBA Legacy Real Estate Group. Mm. And that's... That's how so it's 2000, 2013. And that was uh, when I was with one brokerage. I left that brokerage because I was limited in growing my team because gotcha. they were very hard on marketing a team, let alone a name, but a team. Yeah. Because they wanted them, they wanted you to market the brokerage, which yeah. understandably so. Yeah, I understand for sure. That's so his we, team, I yeah. guess, right? That's all right. So I ended up leading there, uh, and it was myself, Rick, 
Patricia. Patricia was a client of mine. Oh, now okay. she's an agent here, which That's funny. kicks yeah, butt. Yeah. Yeah, Patricia. Yeah. Uh, Myra was my TC, and Natalie was my admin. Okay. So that that was a team that we came. So that was to. the original. Legacy. That was the original legacy, and so then from when we went to a different brokerage at that point, that's when I met. Uh, actually, Melinda ended up joining, and other team ended up joining. Um, Melinda ended up leaving. Now she's back, but uh, then that's when I met Erica. Okay. And when I met Erica, I was like, man, this girl's energy, this like just like her spirit, her heart. I'm like, dude, she needs to be on the team. And sure. she was at a different team at the time, so I didn't I didn't approach it. But then she well, ended up leaving the team. from the team. Man. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so she ended up leaving and then ends up joining. And dude, from there, obviously, we moved offices and then finally came here. That's when we hooked up. When we came here, we hooked up with Sal, yeah. and the rest is history, as they say. That's what's yeah, going, what's going for on. sure. Yeah. I think you just have like a way of like like drawing people. Mm. You know what I mean? You kind of drew me into the yeah. the legacy family, yeah. as you would say. Yeah. Um, and, and it's crazy because, like, now, you know, we're going through the interview, and obviously, we didn't talk about this interview before we did this. No, we're kind no, of we just didn't. like, hey, let's, yeah, just, let's just do it. it. I have this concept. Let's yeah. do it. I want to know who you are. Da, da, da. Yeah. And in reality, I wanted to know your background because I never knew it. Yeah. I didn't know the, yeah. the other wife, and I didn't yeah. know about, you know, the things that you went through. And now it kind of explains a lot of things to me. Mm. I'm like, um, I'm like, should I stay with this team? I don't know. And I was talking to my yeah. wife and I said, you know what? My dad said I need I, I should stay with this yeah. team. Yeah. And there's something about you. I think you're just so so selfless. Mm. You know what I mean? You're you're really develop you develop everybody. Mm. You, you know what I mean? And it's just like I'm just like, okay, cool, but like what is he what does he want from me? Like what do I mm. is there a cost? And it's like, yeah. you know, your cost is literally just your time and your dedication. Just like, hey, look, you know, you're you're coaching us. At least be honest about it and be like, hey, look, if you know, you know, we do our metrics and all that. Be honest about that because yeah. it's like, hey, you could totally tell, like, oh yeah, I did ten contacts every day, yeah. da, 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 da. but yeah, like, no escrows. It's like, okay, well then, did you yeah. really do these contacts? Right. It's all a number right. game, right? right? It's all a numbers game. And so, um, yeah, it's it's crazy. So yeah. now hearing your story, I can kind of understand why you run the legacy team the way you do as far as training. I don't want to get too much into it. I want to yeah. kind of explain how the legacy team is different amongst yeah. other teams yeah. and what is it that you do? Like what, what what's your yeah. what's your coaching style for people yeah. that 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 aren't that are not on the team? I, I, I think uh, and it's going back to that obviously we are all a product of, of yes who we are but our experiences and how we take them right. Sure. Uh, so for me I I value relationships a lot like uh, more than anything yeah and and to the point that sometimes i've made bad businesses bad business decisions because of it or arguably what people may perceive as bad business decisions because sure. i i feel that the relationship is more valuable than 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 anything else yeah and that's essentially how we i run the business as far as what is the best for our agents okay the meetings that we have with the staff it's all about how can we continue to grow, change, develop, uh, uh, stop doing, start doing, continue doing, whatever it is for the benefit of the agent, how we can help them grow. Okay. And you say, like, what's the kind of the, 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 the payback, that kind of thing? Yes, you can talk splits and all that stuff. But more so than that is the, 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 the again, I romanticize stuff. Just the fact to be able to know in my just to know in my heart, my gut, that I had something to do with with your success, that I can be of service and help 
you create what you want to create, yeah. whatever that is. Yeah. Like that to me pays dividends. The other thing is because I really believe that a true investor, it's an investor in people. Like okay. when you talk about in the industry, like, oh yeah, I'm an investor. You'll think like, okay, it's buy, buy and flip or buy and hold. Yeah. To me, I think the best investment is people because you find sure. somebody uh, that is believes in something wholeheartedly that just believes it yeah. like you do. And you invest time and effort and eventually maybe even money with this person. Your money is the best. It's it's the safest and the best. That's the best investment you can make. Oh, for sure. And somebody's dream belief that puts the, the hustle and the grit and it has the grit to put in the hustle. If yeah. That, if, if, you know what I mean? So like with, with people joining, I don't base it just on production, what they've done in the past. Yeah. Because the production, the closings, the, the money is a consequence of your activities. Oh, for so, sure. For example, there's a lot of brokerages with that when I first started wouldn't have taken me. Yeah. Because I had zero production. Yeah. They would say, "Well, you know what? No, we like we're not we don't have time like that." So they wouldn't have taken me in. So I'm not saying I'm anything special, but I knew in my heart back then that I had the grit that I was going to put in the work. Mm-hmm. Like regardless to this day, like I am not afraid of hustling. I just want to make sure that I hustle in a different capacity, that there's that progression, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so I think it's it's that instilling that type of energy into the office. And in the agents, and you said something that means a lot too, that like for me, it's growth organically. Because when you do it organically, you end up attracting people that are heart-centered and driven to what they want to create, as opposed to the classic recruiting over the phone. And you bring people in that necessarily align based solely on their production, but who knows what their vision is, what their mentality is. and, And I don't want anything to come in here and disturb the energy. Oh, for sure. So now with you guys as... It just starts multiplying. I think that's what we're seeing. Like yeah. you attract one agent. So now you got two agents attracting two more. Now two becomes four, four becomes eight, eight becomes 16. Oh, for sure. 16 becomes 32. So it's because it's your guys is attracting that, that oh, agent. Yeah, so, definitely. And obviously there's, there's like, if you're talking, you're asking what the differences are, there's practical stuff that's different. Okay. I don't think there's anybody out there right now that does the, the one-on-one coaching and developing the way that we do here there, oh, there no, is no, no, because there is a, it's a lot of time invested oh, sure. in your people like but not only do am i okay with it i enjoy it like yeah my my the premise now and what i'm doing is i'm gonna get to a point where that's all i'm doing where yeah. i'm not it's slowly happening where my yeah. production doesn't have to be there it's more so production of my circle my sphere but my my time i want to invest in the people so that's number one and obviously the practical is that every training that we have we do our best to provide value and we make ourselves accessible to all the agents whenever possible um and uh, again all the tools that we have and on the the practical side yeah for sure yeah like i I know you've been there every time i've asked like hey gabe can you go to this gonna find me or hey gabe like i got this bar For sure. You're like, yeah, if I can make it, you know, or yeah. you, you'll like move things around in your own yeah. schedule and so that. Now I finally feel like I'm comfortable enough where I can start doing everything all myself. <laughs> like, yeah, man, you can ask. Ask. I, yeah. really, I know what's yeah. going to happen. I know what we yeah. have to do. Yeah. This is, these are the numbers. Da, 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 da. Um, yeah, sure. All this language isn't so foreign to me. Like the, the <laughs> net sheet. I'm always going to hold that over Erica. You yeah. Know? The net sheet. She's like, you have your net sheet? I'm like, so, yeah, no, no, you want to talk about that. I'm like, no, nope. 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 <laughs> don't have any yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know what? It's funny because you say uh, when you first started, a lot, you know, a lot of brokers probably wouldn't take you because you had no production. Right. Yeah. You know? And uh, when I first started, I actually started with another broker. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And and you know he took me in. He saw like, hey, this kid's gonna hustle. This yeah. kid's gonna something. But like I I obviously have a full time job, and it's just yeah. like it's a lot harder, obviously. Yeah. Um, and you know he he, he kind of we fought, parted ways, mm-hmm. but in reality, well, but like he still kind of trained me in a way, door knocking. Yeah, like he's like all door knock, boom, door knock, door knock, yeah. door knock. And I, I and I know it works yeah. because he would just like kill it in one whole area. But I just like. I would door knock and door knock and door knock, and I just got. I, I got. It was so numb to me. <laughs> I go door knock right now. Yeah. Just like cold call. Yeah. I'm like, I'll yeah. cold call anybody. Yeah. I got my door. I got like the door slammed in my face, all kinds of stuff. You know what I mean? But I just never, it just never clicked. Yeah. Right. And it wasn't that, that the door knocking doesn't work. It's just it didn't work, doesn't work for me right now because mm-hmm. I don't have that time. Right. 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 And mm-hmm. so, um, and so when, when we parted ways, I came over and then, you know, obviously I met a uh, guy with Sal. Yeah. Sal brought me over to, to yeah. use, like, hey, there's this coach. I'm like, okay, who, who is it? Like, okay, Von Eric. I'm like, okay, part of the legacy team. Like, all right, I, wanna, I don't yeah. know what's going on, but okay, cool. So I got with you. We did the whole one-on-one. I'm like, what's this one-on-one thing? Yeah. You know, I, mean, I have one-on-ones at work, yeah. and it's funny because I still have my corporate job and yeah. one-on-ones and stuff. I mean, you're doing the same thing, but, like, in the real estate yeah. side. But I'm like yeah. – I got excited to go. I'm like, cool. We're gonna talk about my business because I wanna, I wanna make some money. Yeah. I wanna do some yeah. transactions. And you know, when we first started, it was super basic. Like, okay, what do you do for marketing? Well, how are you gonna generate leads? Like, my, for me, a big win was like, I got a number, Gabe. Like, yeah. okay, cool. Go follow up with them. Yeah. Like, follow up, follow up, follow up. Okay, cool. Hey, Gabe, I got another number. Hey, Gabe, I got another number. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then you know, we do the one on ones, and I kept like progressing and progressing, and then. Um, I, I I know you remember I was frustrated right here. Yeah, like, hey, huh? hey, what's going on, dude? Yeah. I'm like, man, I'm just frustrated. Work and nothing's just like I can't get a deal, dude. Like I just I can't do it. Yeah. Like I just you know I didn't tell you then, but I was gonna quit. Yeah. I just yeah. it just wasn't happening, yeah. dude. You know. I felt it. And I was like, man, I just I think I could do this, man. I've I've already gone. I've already had my license for about two years now. One not one deal. I've, mm-hmm. I've been working my ass off, like. Putting all this money into it, because yeah. people don't realize, like, hey, well, you know, you get in real estate, you got to pay for your license, you got to pay yeah. for your for your MLS Actually, access MLS, yeah. or everything. You know what I mean? Um, my old broker I had a broker's fee every month, yeah. so I had to pay for that for an entire yeah. year. And just like, okay, cool, I'm paying all of this money out of my own pocket, and it's just costing me a lot yeah. and time. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Time away from my my well, back then my girlfriend, now my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, not spending weekends with her because I'm trying to like yeah. don't know how to do all this other stuff. And then you told me, hey, dude, get a schedule down. And that was, I think that was my yeah. shift, my turning point. I'm like, okay, maybe it's because I don't have a schedule, right? Yeah. And so uh, finally get the schedule down. I started getting numbers. You kind of gave me a little like little key things on, on what to do, what to say. And I noticed myself saying that every time. Something so simple is like yeah, setting up an appointment. Yeah. It's just like it's just automatic yeah. now. I talk to somebody, yeah. it's just appointment, appointment, yeah. appointment. What do you do after that? Follow, follow, follow up. And it's just like it's just so like robotic now. Yeah. And then now you guys you see my name on the board yep. a lot more yeah, often man. than not yeah. now, you know. So uh you're the rabbit. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I got you know, I, I got more prospects too, man. Yeah. I'm just putting myself out yeah. there. My wife was loving yeah. the fact that, you know, hey man. Yeah. Putting the time into it, yeah. so in a way, I kind of wanna. I, I want to do this podcast too because I want to thank you for. Yeah, man. Of course, I was gonna quit, dude. Yeah. Imagine if I would have quit, I wouldn't have gotten any of this stuff. And you know what? It's interesting. I thank you for saying that, man. It's an absolute pleasure. But I felt it that day. I remember it was over here. I remember walking by. I was like, hey, like, like I felt it. 
And but that's exactly what we talk about when we first meet an agent that had just joined. Like this week, we're blessed that uh, after today, there's four agents that, that yeah, have yeah. new agents that are joining. But that's a conversation that we have that I have with the agent that there's because most of them will say, well, "Okay, well, what is required of me? What is what are, what's what's the commitment?" And I say to them, "There's two things that I want to commit that I you can say I require from our agents. Number one is wholehearted commitment." to the business design or blueprint that we help you create, right? Yeah. Because I don't tell the, I don't tell the agents, you know, what to do unless you say like, man, tell me what to do, then I'll do it. I ask questions, I ask questions, so that way we design a business plan for each individual agent because sure. we each have different giftedness, right? But so what I ask is just a wholehearted commitment to that. And second is complete transparency and openness. Both ways, because gotcha. you'll get it from me and I expect it from the agent. Part of it is that because usually when we create a business plan or to make a or create a goal or put a goal out there for ourselves, it's usually something we haven't done before, yeah. you know, because we're stretching, which is good. But because of that, that means that we're going to do things that we haven't done before, maybe or more of the things uh, or the frequency of things that we haven't done before. Yeah. Which means they're going to put us in positions we haven't been before. Which means they're going to put in, in emotions that we haven't felt before. So we're going to be feeling a certain way. And what I say is when that happens is when you need to speak with somebody and be open and be transparent in what you're feeling. Because that's when most people pivot and bounce. Oh, for sure. Whether they leave an office, whether they leave the industry. is like, man, I'm not cut out for this, man. I'm putting all this work. I'm saying I want this. And I'm doing all the things that I'm supposed to be doing to get that. And it's not happening. I'm out. Yeah. And to me, I see that as... The rite of passage. It's For God, sure. the universe, saying, "Okay, look, you are saying what you want. You're doing the things that you should be doing. But let's 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 see. Can you can you withstand and go through that stress and that anxiety? Because you know for a fact intellectually that as long as you keep doing that, yeah, it's gonna break. You're gonna break through with some adjustments. Oh, and sure. it could be as little as, dude, just start make a schedule. Be, and and what we talked about. I remember that conversation. Making schedule and ask for the appointment. You're getting all these contacts. The next step, ask for that appointment. Let's convert. But I remember that conversation yeah, sure. and I commend you for that because you opened up and you're like, I remember you're like, man, I'm just fucking frustrated, man. Like, dude, I'm doing all this and stuff. So we sat down and it's, let's break it down. That would not, have, even like you're, you thank me, but I thank you because that had that would have not have happened had you not been open. If I would have walked by and I would have said to you, man, are you cool? Are you uh, you're a little frustrated, you okay? If you were saying, no, man, I'm good. Yeah. Easy. I'm good. You would have walked out of it done, as opposed yeah. to, yeah, man, I'm just freaking frustrated, bro. Like, this is what's happening. And what did I say? Okay, bro, let's go, let's go talk about it. We came in here. We came in here and we broke it down. Yeah. And that's the difference that makes the difference. We all go through it. I've gone through it. And just know, I'll tell you right now, you yeah. will go through it again. Oh, for sure. 100, yeah. Because we want to continue to progress. Yeah. There's, there's got to be that progression, that leveling up. And that's the passage. That's the 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 trail to that. You know. Yeah. I think now it's just like... When I see things get, are getting harder, I'm just like, I take that as, as a good thing yeah. right now. I'm like, oh yeah. crap! Like, you know, like right now, it's like, uh, first thing was like, how do I get my first deal? Who got my first deal? Celebrating, da 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 da. da. Mm -hmm. Now I got like, I got three in the pipeline. Like, how do I find time to get these like everything that yeah. get done <laughs> and get my work yeah. done yeah, yeah. and like and still, I got new new leads coming yeah. in. Like, how do I give them time? And I still have my full-time yeah. responsibility and I still want to, you know, dedicate time to my wife. And I'm just like, okay, it's a whole, it's a whole different it's set of problems. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, with, and we've talked about it before too, because like even the scheduling, right? We've always say that the scheduling, you start with your personal. 
That's the most important. For sure. Because the reason we're doing what we're doing, whether it be on your in the in nine to five or this, is because of our person, our family, mm-hmm. right? That's our who. So it behooves us to start with that in our schedule. Mm-hmm. The other thing is the fact that that you're now taking things when they happen, then you understand it's like, you know what, it's because I'm I'm a level up. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going through this. I'm learning from it, and yeah, and you and you level up. For sure. Uh, and then obviously there's that progression, like you're saying. You 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 make the contacts, and then you contacts you uh, you make the two leads to leads to client to client to open escrow. Yeah. You know, and understanding that there's that that uh, progression and design that even that the schedule because of what you're doing that it's by design that it's going to change and you're going to yeah. continue because everything that you're doing is to bring more business. Sure. So when you start bringing more business, your schedule is going to change. But then yeah. that stress comes. And I like to call it perceived stress. For sure. Because the beginning, like you said, at the beginning, it was like, man, like, how do I get the context? Oh, my God, the anxiety. I got context. Well, how do I turn them into leads? Okay, now they're leads lead as far as, okay, I'm talking to them. Well, now I'm converting them to clients, right? Well, how do I convert to clients? And then how do I convert clients to appointments? Now appointments to listings or buyers. It's always like, ah, ah, ah. It's like the yeah. same perceived yeah. stress. Yeah. Everything. So like. what I like to say is like, Look, you rather feel it with a pipeline for sure, for sure. <laughs> than at the beginning. Yeah. But understand that that's going to continue. And eventually, it won't be even looked at as stress. That's just part of the business. Yeah. And it's controllable in the way through a schedule. Okay. When you have a schedule, you'll be able to go through all of that and understand that we can't get so like, stern on the schedule that we don't want it to shift because it needs to shift. As a matter of fact, what I'll say, if you make a schedule and it hasn't shifted in... in a long time and yeah. you know in months you were doing something wrong yeah it should be changed it all it should yeah. be changing yeah. it for sure yeah. you know because later on it's going to be the stress okay well, i need to hire somebody who do i hire how do i how do i interview for somebody specifically for real estate what am i looking for who like who, who is this person like what are they supposed to be doing what's the schedule like how do i pay them how do I, that's a whole nother oh, conversation for sure and that right there to me is what i enjoy the yeah. designing from the beginning to to continue to grow the yeah. designing the strategizing of the business, for like sure. what you say, like bringing a little bit of the, the W two into the ten nine angle. Oh yeah, for sure. Pays dividends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I just uh, finally, uh, I took your advice and did the LLC thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you know my, uh, you know, got my wife into it. She's like cool. She's totally full yeah. of it. She's yeah. like super supportive. So I yeah. love her for that. And and then now I'm like learning on um, like okay, I got more real estate going on. Obviously. Do I know how to create a pipeline? Yeah, I know how to create a pipeline. Okay, do I know how to get a good thing? Yes, yeah. cool. All right, I know for sure I can get this business going. Yeah. Like, now it's real. Yeah. Like, I've seen a couple of commission yeah. checks. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is some real stuff right now. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I'm acting, uh, once I get this other buyer ready to roll and qualified, actually, these three buyers, actually, yeah. that I got going, uh, once I get them through, I'll pretty much match what I'm making at work already. That's like, beautiful. year to date. That's beautiful. And I'm just like, wow, dude, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, but now I'm thinking even like, okay, cool. I know for sure I can, I'm going to, I can shift over, do this full time. Now I'm thinking, okay, what about investing? Yeah. So like I'm, I'm learning like, how do I, it's not just like now I'm thinking beyond just doing this full time. I'm thinking like, okay, what am I see myself 10 years from yeah. now? Right. I mean, yes. But yes. you see yourself 10 years from now. You need to make sure you have that that foundation now, right? right? So. Absolutely, and and, and like, because it's like everybody you'll hear it in the industry. It's yes, you make money through real estate, but you build wealth through investment. Exactly, and that's 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 the key to set yourself up 
you yeah. know, for for uh, the future and what we're doing because the market's going to shift and it's going to change and people will say like, well, is it a good? You get we'll get questions like that, right? Is it a good market? Well, the market is the market. It's market what you market. do, whether or not it's good or not, and how you sell yourself up. For sure. So right now, the goal for all of us that we have the conversation is just stay liquid, you know, as liquid as possible in anticipation and just hustle. Oh, and sure. like you've heard me say that you're going to get tired. And oh, good. Sure. As a matter of fact, if you're not tired, then you're not doing enough. Oh, like, you need to be well. tired, exhausted, and it's okay. That's what it's about. You got to keep moving forward and keep doing it. Yeah. And keep each day, do a little more than yesterday. I yeah. used to say, like, do, do, um, keep doing what you're doing. You're going to be fine. And now I like to say, is it just do a little bit more today than yeah. you did yesterday? Sure. You know, because that's, if you keep, you keep leveling up that's that's the name of the game you keep you know and to your point yeah you you, you gotta look you gotta look long term yeah 100 and with the plan like we should have a plan and a design and but still be malleable to things that come up because things comes up and if we're too stern with the schedule or certain things yeah uh, you'll break you know so for sure i think we all break at some point yeah. that's i'm like all right time for time for a, a weekend weekend in vegas or something for sure absolutely yeah and you know what's funny is like if ever anybody out there is is that like goes and does something and they feel mad i feel bad i should be working if that's kind of the slight feeling it's probably because the vacations or the release of tension is not planned yeah because when it's for sure. planned you won't feel that way. It should oh, no. be in the schedule. It should be in the, the the plan of what your what the expectation is, and that you 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 are not just kind of leafing the wind and going because that's usually when when we end up feeling that way. Like oh, oh man, like I feel bad. I shouldn't be doing. I could be working. Well, no, I'm doing this because I planned it and I worked my butt off. Oh, for, for this. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. My wife and I were just talking about that, like how. Like we don't really go out for like you know we did uh, last Friday. We uh, mm-hmm. we went to the gym. Yeah. That was our day night. Yeah. Our day night. Like, why are we going to go to the bar? We're going right. to spend money on, yep. like, stupid stuff, whatever. Yep. Like, what? We save our money, and then we're going to go on, like, these bigger trips. And, like, when we go on these bigger trips, like. Yeah, man, you're doing good. Hey, we'll drink. <laughs> we'll freaking eat yeah. food. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know we're really strict with our diet, but, like, yeah. you know, when we're out, like, hey, we planned for it, though. We're right. like, hey, right. I planned to be a fat ass over here. Yeah, that's right. But <laughs> I worked my ass up until then, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, before we go completely off subject, I do yeah. want to talk about something that that yeah. uh, actually kind of drew me to this TSU yeah. was with the uh, how you associate with prosperity homes yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So now I kind of understand yeah. your mentality. Yeah. Of like, why would you? I don't know. I mean, it's yeah. cool. I yeah. love it. I just don't understand it. But now I know your your, your backstory. Yeah. You want you want to talk about the yeah man. That's builds? super. And that's another thing I'm super 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 proud of that. Uh, the the uh, not affiliation but just the connection that we made with Prosperity Homes through Francisco and the Mortgage Phoenix and it's it's been a, even that in itself has been a work in progress for Jeremiah and building it to what his vision is for it mm-hmm. uh, and it's been a blessing being a part of it uh, that that the contributions that we've made to Prosperity Homes so what Prosperity Homes is is, is a uh, is a company that that builds resources. Uh, and uh, donations to go towards uh, building homes for, for those in need. Yeah. Right now, it's in Mexico is where we're going. Okay. And the reason for Mexico is honestly just logistically is so yeah. much easier. We yeah, can go sure. more often. We can take people from the office or from their teams to go experience that. Yeah. Because writing a check, uh, we can say, which is awesome. You know, you write yeah, a check sure. or, or you contribute is awesome. It helps. But really taking the time to go out there yeah. is such a blessing, not only to the people that are there and you get to see and experience how much they appreciate it, yeah, but dude, sure. it's life-changing for those who go. 
Yeah. Because the the uh, third world problems go away. Oh. You know the little sure. things like whatever the, the the bad hair days, the dirty cars, yeah. the what we're wearing, whatever that goes out the window. Dude. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. Over there, you're just in service, and when For you're sure. in service like that, it's just it's just a beautiful thing, man. And you come back, and it's kind of like a a vacation. Like a, a, a disconnect from the grind of the yeah. worldly things to go do that. So when we come back after a weekend of that, dude, it's just like I'm just so centered, like ready to go. So like it totally humbles you. Oh, absolutely it does. And again, I do believe also that each industry has a moral obligation to contribute and make a positive impact in the industry that are part of. Yeah. So we're in real estate, so we should help homelessness in a certain way. And I think the restaurant business should help you know, hunger the, or fight hunger in a certain way. It's sure. a different industry. I think there's a, a there's there's a more obligation to to leave a you know an imprint. In, yeah. In that in that way. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, well, awesome game, man. Uh, you know, um, if people want to follow you, uh, mm-hmm. where can they reach you at? Uh, so on Instagram, it's uh, just Gabriel Bolaños on Instagram. Uh, okay. Facebook. It's Gabriel E. Bolaños, uh, or Legacy Legacy Real Estate okay. business page. Um, and obviously, you want to connect. We're here in Rancho Cucamonga. We can connect there. And actually, this, I know we had a conversation of initiating a podcast. For sure. So that's something that I've been wanting to reignite. Uh, my uh, partner, or my soul brother, uh, Francisco and I, or he had one, and I was joining them each week. So I want to bring that back and want to really feature our agents and what awesome. you guys are all about. I think so. I think all the partners and, and and not only the good stuff. Oh, we opened escrow and just stuff like the canceled escrows and stuff. That's why I share oh, what I share. Man. Like the fact that you know what, like I, and I bring it up again because I talked about it earlier. Like I, this, like I've got canceled escrows. I've the escrows have fallen through, and 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 when you have a, an expectation, something's going to happen, and it doesn't happen, and the feelings that brings up in our industry. I think it's really important for all the agents out there that are active working on yeah, yeah. to hear that because oh, you might sure. be I know all of you at one point or another have gone through it or will go through it so why not talk about it you know, yeah, it's not definitely. all just you know uh, sunshine and rainbow oh, yeah, you, know, so, yeah. you, you won't enjoy the rainbow without the rain right exactly. so there you go but, but yeah man thanks for doing this man I know we said 30 minutes I think it's been like 45 uh, uh, we're going on an hour. Uh, an hour? All right, my bad. <laughs> no, no, because it's two yeah. of them, see? So it's all right. Don't oh, shoot, okay. People like a long podcast, yeah. man. It's all good. Yeah, all right. So I wanted to do it anyway. So actually, Ooh, man. an hour. No, one minute. No, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, cool. So you're going to start that podcast? Yes, it's I'm going to start great. that podcast, and, and I'm hoping that it, that, that it does well. And, I, again, I really want to feature uh, um, our agents, you know, what they're about, what they're doing, you know, that kind of Thing. And cool. just obviously myself, because there's uh, not only personal production, but the mentoring of the agents and the coaching of the agents and then doing the trainings and then doing coaching outside still. Cool. So just to share a little bit of that, that, that it may seem like a lot, but again, what I was saying earlier, like uh, still, like I'm not afraid of the grind, you know, oh, yeah. I don't think I'll ever stop. As long as it's different, a different capacity, there's got to be that progression for sure. Gotcha, gotcha. You want to share all that? So if you guys uh, want to tune into that, um, I'll hit the link in the in the bio uh, to check out the new podcast that Gabriel's gonna be doing with the Legacy Team. Also, if you guys want to be part of the Legacy Team or interested in hearing about how yeah. you can be part of the Legacy go, Team, man, uh, reach out to Gabriel and I. Um, I'll, I'll leave the info in the description. And uh, if you guys want to be part of this bigger, bigger picture. I highly recommend you do. Uh, 
for everyone else. Hey, I appreciate you guys listening. Yeah, uh, this is The Shift. This is the episode right here with Gabriel. And I really appreciate your time, Gabriel. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you, man. All right. See you until the next one. All right, to the next one. <laughs> and always remember, shit forward, baby. Yeah. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Hey, if you guys enjoyed this podcast, please leave a comment. Let me know what you guys thought about it. And uh, subscribe, 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 subscribe. And if you can, if you if you got any, 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 any value from this podcast, please send us to a friend. Okay, thank you guys for listening, and always shit forward.